This is Real Talk with Brendan Bardick, where we'll be talking about the latest real estate strategies, scripts, top producing techniques, and everything you're going to want to know about how to be an elite real estate agent or real estate coach, or just a great business person. Hi, everyone. My name is Brendan Bartik with Brendan Bartik Real Estate Coaching, where our mission is to train the most elite real estate agents and coaches on earth. Today, we're going to be talking about part two of a, a very important subject, which is the inspection objection. So in part one, I covered how to be an elite agent and the tips, tricks, you know, all the things that I know and tactics to make it easier for you when you're working with the seller. Now I'm going to take you into part two of the inspection objection, which is how to make this process a lot more enjoyable for you and your buyer. All right. So as we dive into this, a couple of things we want to start out with always is the psychology of the buyer, the mindset of what they're thinking. So when a buyer goes and looks at a home, everything you do from step one of working with them and setting the expectation is how they're going to react to the entire process. So if I go through this with my buyer and I just go, yeah, I don't do a consultation, explain to them expectations. This all starts from the consultation. If I don't have an idea of what to tell them what they're going to need to expect, then they're going to go all crazy and run all over the place, right? Which is not fun for them or you by any means. So in the consultation is where this all starts is part one, which is setting the expectation. So when I meet with the clients, I explain the process. So here's what's going to happen when we look at homes. Here's what's going to happen once we make an offer. Here's what you need to bring so we can make the offer. Here's what's going to happen when we have inspection. Now, when I get to inspection, what I talk to them about is, so look, as we look at homes, unless we buy new construction, and even with new construction, there's always going to be a few little things that might be wrong with the property. What we're going to be focusing on is looking at things that are physically broken, or things that are a health and safety concern. So John and Susie, you know, looking at the property, we're not looking at cosmetics. You know, again, the house isn't brand new. Most of the houses we're going to be looking at might be a year old, five years old, 20 years old. Heck, in some cases, 120, 130 years old. So cosmetics are not things that we're actually looking at. On all inspections, we're trying to really focus in on things that are physically broken, or that are a health and safety issue. And health and safety meaning, you know, exposed wire or uh, radon or, or toxic, you know, a gas leak or something like that. Thing that is actually going to cause damage or perceivable damage to the person, okay? So we've got to start setting that expectation, right? That expectation with the, with the buyers from the very beginning of what to expect. Now, now, great, it's the day of inspection. Again, I've never gone on an inspection. I see agents going on inspections all the time and I'm like, what are you doing? So I have a great inspector. I've coached my inspectors on how to talk to my clients to not get them all freaked out. That's why you wanna work with a really, really, really good inspector and build a long-term relationship with them and make sure that they clearly understand your expectations on how to work with your clients. Right? So that expectation has been set. I don't need to go there. I explain to the buyers that, again, my inspector is amazing. That's why I partner with him or, or her. She's going to take you through or he's going to take you through the entire property. At the end of it, he's going to put together a summary report of potential issues that we can request. Again, potential issues that we can possibly request 
for the buyer to or the seller to possibly repair or provide a concession in lieu of those repairs. Okay, so that is the prep, the 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 setup and the expectation of this has to be very very smooth and very accurate. Now, they go on the inspection. The inspector sends you the report. You get the beautiful report back. There's a 20-thing summary in that from your inspector. You're going to call up your buyer and say, great, I know you guys have now received the report back. Our inspection resolution deadline, or objection deadline is tomorrow at 5 o'clock. So it looks like there was about X amount of items on there. Um, so taking a look at everything based on our conversation previously about dialing it into things that are physically broken or a health and safety concern, what would you like to put on the inspection objection for me to submit to the listing agent for the sellers to consider? Now, John and Susie, before I draft that, one of the things that we wanna look at on this is very simple, is remember, the more things that we ask for, the less likely they are to do anything. That's just human nature, right? And so we really wanna look at what it is that we really think that you wanna, you wanna dive into here and what you're willing to risk for not moving forward with purchasing this home. So what are those items? Okay, now maybe there's five items, you know, it depends on how many things are on the summary. If there's nothing on the summary that's a big deal, then go, boy, when you call up, hey, there's nothing on that summary that's a big deal. So, uh, you know, in, unless you guys have any other concerns, we can, you, we can just uh, withdraw the sub inspection objection and move forward because this is great. Out of all the houses I've seen, wow, there was nothing on here that was even a concern. Definitely go that route. I, I, my goal is to not have to submit an inspection objection at all, if at all humanly possible, if there's nothing on there that's significantly damaging to the buyer. Now, a lot of factors playing here. Are there multiple offers? Were you competing? All of these things you have to let the buyer know and consider. If you're in a competing offer situation and your buyer is a Chaffa FHA, you know, barely making it, you know, this offer happen, and they're in a multiple offer situation and you already missed out on several other properties, well, then maybe we're not necessarily talking to them about, hey, maybe, or is anything on here that's a game breaker or a deal breaker for you that you can't move forward with and see you taking care of yourself? So remember, the strategy, of course, on all of this is the less you submit, the more likely they end up getting the home of what, which is what they want. The less you submit or not submit anything, the more likely they are of moving forward and getting the home that they want. So it's your job to explain this to them instead of being like, da, 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 I'm going to be Captain Buyer Agent Hero and I'm going to get you a 55,000 things on this list and yada, yada, yada. No, what they want is the home. They don't want to lose the home because you get into some power mode negotiation thinking you're super cool and then the deal gets squashed because of your inability to negotiate on the, the level that you feel you can negotiate. All right. The one thing we know is if, if, you don't, if you don't submit an inspection objection, you're moving forward. That's, that's just facts. Okay. So we're dialing in. So nothing. Now we're back to level two, health and safety. And we're going with health and safety, right? Uh, or things that are physically broken in health and safety. So now you have that conversation with them. You put your three items, four items, you know, try to as few as items that you're trying to do and make sure it's the items that are physically broken or a health and safety issue. Now I'm going to submit this to the listing specialist or listing agent or, or the, the person that has the listing. And I'm going to send an email very detailed out with all of the reports, 
very, very crystal clear. I'm going to be very nice. So John, thank, please thank the sellers for allowing us to, to do the inspection. Um, after everything, here are the results that we have found. There were a number of things that my buyers, uh, or there was a number of things that came up on the inspection, but my buyers are only asking for these three. Boom, boom, boom. Please review and have your, your list, your, please review with your sellers and have them uh, let me know if you would like me to draft the inspection, res or excuse me, excuse me. I always send the inspection resolution with the inspection objection with the resolution already completed. Now in every state I know this is different, but here in the state of Colorado, we have an inspection objection and then you have to have an inspection resolution signed by both parties, okay? Uh, so, or the inspection resolution has to be signed by both parties. A lot of people send the inspection objection but don't send the resolution with it. I wanna send this in a one-stop shop, so I'm sending the resolution with my objection already completed for them to be able to submit to their sellers. So all the seller has to do is uh, sign the inspection resolution and we're good to go. There's not then you know, coming back to me and talking about it. There's none of this. It's here you go, let's get this done, right? So, so you'll find the inspection objection, all the reports and the resolution for your buyer, excuse me, for your sellers to sign so they can move forward to a successful closing. Please call or email me if you have any questions. It works. So you submit that over, they review it. If they come back and they go, you know what, we're not gonna do A, B, and C, you go back to your buyer, explain to them and say, look, again, it's the seller's choice. You know, They can do nothing and you can move forward. Here's the things that they've come back with. Here's the good news, they've decided to do this, 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 and this. That's great. If they decided to do nothing, all right, here's the good news. They've decided to still move forward with uh, you know, the transaction. They just feel that at the price that they've gone to, they are not in a position to do any other repairs or offer any other concessions. So John and Susie, um, based upon that, for us to move forward, we would have to withdraw your inspection objection to move forward. I've already uh, sent you over the paperwork to do that. All you need to sign, do is sign it and we will move forward to a successful closing. If you feel that that is not something you wanna do, then we'll have to terminate this agreement, not move forward, start the entire process again and find another property to make an offer on. What would you like to do? All right, so a lot of this is just, again, it's always consultative. It's always not what you think. It's not what your opinion is. It's here is our options. You'll hear me say this a thousand times. Options, 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 options. Can you give your, your anytime you're giving your advice, you're always gonna say, here's your options, but here's what has happened in my experience. If you don't do this, I had a person the other day that X, Y, Z. I worked with a client a year ago that came back and said that they, you know, blah, 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 and this is what happened. I'm providing them information so they can make a decision, the most educated decision on how to move forward, but I'm never, ever giving my opinion, my recommendation. I'll never use the word I think, um, you, know, you know, any of that. It's this is what the market's telling us. This is the options. Here are the risks. Here's, here's what I know from previous situations that I've had in the past, but it's always up to you, John and Susie, which option would you like to take and how would you like to move forward? Which option would you like to take and how would you like to move forward? All right, so now they've come back. You've, you, you, know, you, the, you come back and you maybe have to update the resolution because you had some items you were negotiating there. You submit it back to the listing agent again. 
they sign it, you guys move forward and you're on your way to the next part, right? So there is finesse in this. Make sure you understand that the more you communicate in options and you communicate to the listing agent, the higher success that you're gonna have to move forward, especially if the home is older and you know it has a lot of different quirks and issues and problems. But to recap, it all starts from the beginning. It starts in the setup of making sure the buyers understand what they should be looking for and things that they should not be looking for instead of getting spooked by some inspector and looking at 50 million things and going crazy and being terrified of moving forward. Every house has some quirks or issues or problems for the most part unless it's brand new construction. So number one, make sure you, uh, you do the consultation and, and you set the expectation. Number two, in recapping, Make sure you're working with an inspector that you trust, that you've talked to about how you want them to talk to your clients because they are part of your team. They are there to work with you. So make sure they understand what that scenario looks like and how you want that communication to be, all right? Number three, make sure when you submit this to the listing agent, you're submitting it with the resolution already attached to it so everything's simple and easy if they just wanna click it and move forward and be done. Number four, always provide all parties with options. Make sure that they know their options and the risk of each option before they make their final decision. All right, so this will help you immensely. Again, it's helped me you know, get past thousands of uh, inspection objections. It's helped me make sure that my buyers really feel that I was coming from a place of trying to advise them, not advise, uh, being a consultant and, and help them really understand the process so that they could make the best decisions possible for, for themselves. I, you don't ever wanna make a decision and you go, look, you, you tell a buyer, hey, I think you should ask for this, and then the seller goes, screw you, I'm not gonna move forward. Or you tell them, you know what, I think that if, if, you, if you don't do this, you're gonna to totally be fine when you move into the house. Don't tell them that, don't be like, well, Brennan, do you think we should have the sewer line replaced and what do you think the risk is? Yeah, I think the sewer line's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it, we'll be good. No, do not do that. That's where you're gonna get yourself into a lot of trouble and a lot of anger later on. It's, here's your options, here's the risk, what would you like to do? Here's your options, here's the risks, here's the rewards and the risks, what would you like to do? All right, so hope that those four pro tips helped. Use this in your process, practice scripts and dialogues, work with somebody in your office, a buddy or, or, or somebody and say, hey, look, can I run this through you before you make the call? Always run this through. I practice scenarios before I ever have to do this. This one phone call could be worth 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, $100,000 or more, depending upon the price point of the home. You don't think that's worth a 10 minute role play with somebody to make sure that you're delivering this in the most intelligent format possible? Practice it, practice it. So I'm excited for you to try some of these techniques. I would love, if you'd like to hear more great content like this, feel free, please hit the subscribe button, hit a like, give me your comments, let me know your thoughts. I thrive off of all of your passion. That's what makes me do this great, uh, these great videos. And as always, I wish you great success.